Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan and Black Donovan, it's a two-man game. Donovan being guarded by Lonzo Ball. Takes a left-hand dribble. Rises, fires, hits. He's so clutch. He's Donovan Mitchell. Gives to Boyan straight away on Lonzo. He's got 35. He rises and fires for three. No. Five seconds left. Two-point game. Here comes Ingram driving. Gobert at the rim. Scoop, no. Rebound favors, no. Ball game. Utah wins another close one. That's 10 days ago, the Utah Jazz in Portland just slipping past the Pelicans. They got the victory, and now... Oh, so they beat the Portland Pelicans? No. <laughs> in New Orleans, <laughs> slipping past the Pelicans. At a G League team? And they will try again tonight. Once again, in Portland. Yeah. In New Orleans. What am I doing? What is going on? I don't know. The Stars are in Portland. Maybe that's it. Stars align in Portland? They play in the Red Claws in Maine. I was just reading that. You were. Start talking. Good for you. I don't know who the hell's playing. Who's on first? New Orleans has won eight of their last ten games. Playing well. Still has a lousy record because of a horrible start. Charlotte's a good team, but, you know, Larry Johnson ain't walking through that door. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. every, every game on the road, I think last night proved it. If you get a win... And really every game for that matter because, and we'll get to it, three teams that you would think would be superior to the teams that they played, they lost. And so, sure, the Jazz have beaten a slew of teams, but the key is they've beaten them. That's what matters the most. Because other teams are giving games away against some of these teams well, that pull on the standings. I don't know how much so much they're giving them away. You don't it's like that, that expression. It's the other team has players, man. And they're going to have a night. Yeah. And you may have somebody out. You may have somebody sick. You know, the, the, the Jazz won, obviously won when uh, Mitchell was sick. The Wizards have had their share of injuries with Wall, and Beal was back for that one, but he'd been out. So yeah, you take them and you just you stockpile them, man. They, they matter. Jazz have won 10 in a row. The Pelicans was the closest game in that stretch, but did have a four-pointer in Chicago and a six-point game in Portland. So there have been some close ones. But since they won that game 10 days ago in New Orleans, the last four have been pretty lopsided, pretty comfortable. I don't know if that's because the Jazz are playing better. Yeah, but at times in those games, they haven't been comfortable. That's true. Not like youth football, where during almost all of the games... At any point in the game, basically, certainly in the second half, they've all been comfortable. So they've had to grind out some stuff. Teams have made runs. That's what I'm saying. It's this being NBA players and NBA teams, they're going to have runs in in the course of the game. In fact, it's a, it's a surprise if they don't. Tonight, the game starts at... 6 o'clock, AT&T Sportsnet. Zones coverage begins at 5 o'clock. And before that, you hear the big show with our own Patrick Kinahan. You going to come in, mess with Gordon? No, I'm going to play it straight. We're going to break it down. I mean, it's tonight, and I've been, I've been preparing this for three days now, I am just going to break down every single screen assist in the NBA and tell you why Rudy Gobert is the GOAT of screen assists. Look forward to that today. 3 to 5, <laughs> pregame at 5, game at 6.
DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. We don't pay attention to records because I mean we're all NBA players regardless of the record, and you have to go out and and, and compete and to win. No matter what the record is, we don't really pay attention to that. Uh, we respect every opponent, and um, you know that's what it's all about. That's LeBron James talking about win-loss records, and the reason that came up is the Orlando Magic, who are bouncing around 500. They are 20 wins, 21 losses midway through the season, and they got their 20th win by beating the Lakers 119-118. In Los Angeles, yeah. That was surprising. Yeah, I mean, obviously Davis is out, uh, but... You know, they'd won a number of games without him. They won some games without LeBron and Davis, for that matter. Uh, yeah, Kuzma didn't shoot well. And then this Fultz kid, who was the number one pick a few years back at Washington, was considered a bust. He comes up with a triple-double, driving the ball to the basket, using his size. I mean, he looked good. And they, and they got Orlando in order for them to win, if you look at their roster. You know, they've got some good players. They don't really have anything close to a star, I don't think, anyway. And for one particular night... A lot of those guys played well. I think they had f- uh, four of the five in double figures. Four of the five starters and, and two more guys the off, the, off bench. the bench. Yeah. For LeBron, 19 points, 19 assists. But I they think, come up one point short. Yeah, I think that was his career record for assists. Is that what I heard? Is that what I saw? I think if, you did. If that matters to you. And they are now 33-8. and eight On pace for a 66-win season midway through the year. You mentioned there were three games. Another uh, score that probably surprised people when they saw it, the Rockets got beat by the Blazers, 117-107. That's three out of four. Oklahoma City and Memphis beat them. And Mike D'Antoni, I didn't see the press conference, but reading the story about it, started to make an excuse for the team and then just said, well, the collective spirit, it's not right. It's a concern to me. The focus... It's not on getting right. The focus is more on looking at the back of the jersey instead of the front. We just need to get over it, and we will. And in a, and his post-game presser started like 20 minutes late. Had a discussion with James Harden about what was wrong. I think they probably will get over it, and I think this is stretches that teams go through. They're not a perfect team by any stretch. So, yeah, I think that that's what you end up having. The Lakers lost four in a row. They've lost three out of four. Jazz lost six out of eight. I mean, these things happen during the course of the season for whatever reasons they might be. Uh, But I never viewed them as an unbeatable team anyway. Well, part of the collective spirit when they lost to Memphis and John Morant was uh, talking to James Harden. I mean, Harden defensively, he's like six feet off him, just kind of standing there with his legs straight. It was not a whole lot of effort going into defense. So I don't know what that's got to do with the collective spirit. Somehow it's probably all tied together, but they got to figure that out. Raptors beat the Thunder, so another team in the West that's uh, in pretty good shape in the playoff race. He gets beat. Well, the See, Raptors are starting to get their guys back. Siakam played. Uh, Siakam had 21 in that game. Face? The big guy, Gasol, played. I was thinking of the other upset was Detroit going into Boston and beating them. 116-103, Derrick Rose with 22 for the Pistons. And yeah, you would think that the Celtics would handle the Pistons. Because the way we're rolling, we got to start looking at teams in the East as far as home court and finals. <laughs> I don't think that's really what you're doing, but okay. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. The Celtics are third in the East, just like the Jazz. The Jazz tied with the Nuggets at 28-12 for second and third. Boston's 27-12, and 12, and I feel ridiculous doing this, so I'm going to stop now. Tonight, the uh, Nuggets 
who uh, picked up a win last night. They beat the Hornets 186. They're going back-to-back. They're playing the Warriors, and they are dead even with the Jazz. And those two teams, a half game in front of the Clippers at 28-13. and 13. Zion Williamson, his uh, debut pushed off. That was the other NBA news floating around yesterday. He pushed off, too? Expected slash hoped for. Pushed back. Him to play tonight, but it was pushed to the 22nd. So next week, Zion will make his NBA debut. Unless it's delayed. Well, Zion comes to the NBA, we don't go to Zion. Exactly. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Jermaine brings it ahead to midcourt. Gets to the three-point line. Puts up the three. Yeah. In. He makes it in. South Carolina upsets Kentucky. Jermaine Cousinard and the Gamecocks have taken down Kentucky. Final score, 81-78. Oh, my. Heave it up there, PK. It might go in. You might win the game. Probably should have gone to overtime, but it didn't. South Carolina gets the upset. Thrilling. Tonight, the Utes and Arizona. Pac-12 Network, 6.30. Both teams 1-2 and two in the Pac-12. Got much hope for the Utes tonight? Or a desperate Arizona team at home? I think both teams are desperate. Uh, the Utes... You know, coming off a beating of Colorado, they're young, and it's this and that. All right, fine. I mean, they were young against Kentucky. In fact, they were younger. A few weeks younger. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm over the young stuff. If you don't want to be young, then have juniors and seniors. And I'll take care of it. So uh, that's the team they have. Uh, I'm not sure which team shows up again from game to game. I wouldn't expect a 40-point beatdown. Arizona, I mean, they, they, their best guys are all freshmen for that matter, too. So I, w- I want to see the Utes be competitive. That's important to me, to not see them just roll over and be down by 20, you know, 10 minutes into the game. You would think they would be capable of that, having watched them in a few games earlier this year, but they weren't over the weekend against Colorado. Exactly, yeah. So, But I'm, I'm expecting somewhat of a bounce back, even if they don't win. And there's a real chance they can get a split. And pretty much if you get a split on most of these road trips, you can live with that. The University of San Diego is at BYU Merritt Center tonight, 7 o'clock at BYU TV. San Diego is 0-4 in the West Coast Conference, precisely the kind of game BYU can't this mess up. In, this league's improving, though. This league's, <laughs> this league's getting better. With the exception of <laughs> the Toreros, because you just can't spin 0-4 is getting better. San Diego State, now the last undefeated team. Auburn lost to Alabama. Did they call it the Iron Bowl in basketball? Alabama no, won pretty doesn't, comfortably. Doesn't so. the same juice in basketball. Auburn got the loss. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. They'll give you money. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a student athlete anymore, so I can say, yeah. Uh, That's Joe Burrow talking about uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who was on the field after the game, just handing out wads of money. Plenty of video of that. It's fake. It's novelty cash. What are you Uh, talking about? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Go with that. Launch the NCAA investigation now and see how many of the seven underclassmen who are declaring for the NFL draft help you out with that. 
saw a list of how many guys have left LSU early. I guess when you're a powerhouse program, PK, that's just what you've got to expect. Over 40 guys over the last decade have left LSU early. Uh, this is a pretty big group at seven. Some years it's one, two, or three. Other years it's six or seven guys. The undefeated champs, a lot of guys off to the NFL to cash in. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, what uh, what's the point of coming back here? And I, I don't understand why they would. I mean, you got to go get your money. There's just no question about that. It's out there for you. You got to take it because you don't know when it's going to be out there for you again. Did you see our, our good friend Jamal Hill? Is that how you say her name? I did not see her. Where was she? Well, I don't know where she was, but she was on Twitter. Uh, mm. If you're more irritated slash upset perturbed by OBJ handing out money to LSU players than the fact that Dabo Sweeney and Ed Orgeron will together clear $1 million in bonuses for the national title game while their players get nothing, you're the feds. Well, Mark Schlereth, who played in the uh, NFL and does a lot of radio, has a show over in Denver. Fox Sports and all stuff, yeah. And there's a bunch of national stuff. If you're not irritated slash upset slash perturbed by the dumbassery on display by OBJ as he stole the shine and compromised the athletes that earn a national championship, then you're an enabler of said dumbassery. No right way to do something wrong. Got a controversy going on there. Think that'll have some legs or will that wear out? I think it'll have a fair amount of legs. It'll have some race. The race aspect will go, go into it. As, uh, as it often does. I know people around here don't want to acknowledge that, but... That just smacked of the $100 handshake that has been going on for decades. If players need more money and coaches are getting too much money, you can up the stipend that the players are getting. But that was total $100 handshake stuff. We've heard stories of that forever. It's weird to see it on Twitter, just flipping through there, out in the open, on the field. I thought it was funny. I... There, a lot of them are already getting it. As I've been exposed to the underbelly of that for decades, so I just roll with it. And, and why not? Let them have it. I don't have any problem with it. Oregon gets their new offensive coordinator. They lost their guy to UNLV. Marcus Arroyo took off to be head coach. Joe Moorhead's coming in as the Ducks' offensive coordinator. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Your team's won an eight record against the Titans. Is there a common thread through that? Yeah, they're all different. Uh, heck of a record, though, isn't it? <laughs> Not very good. I normally don't keep track of those things, but uh, we got to do. I got to do better on my end. Uh, my players, they, they've won more games than I have against them. I'm just going to bank on them. That's Andy Reid explaining how his teams can't beat Tennessee, losing eight out of nine. A lot of pressure on the Chiefs this week, yeah, because they should be recognized as a prohibitive favorite. I don't know what the line is. Seven. But Seven and a half. You know, Kansas City has been dominant the last two years. Tennessee is the upstart, is the shocking team that uh, of all the teams left. They're the one that you wouldn't pick them to be there still. Chiefs are seven-point favorites. Niners are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And Andy has a little bit of a rep, fair or unfair, of not winning the absolute big game. I think he's got quite a rep of that with all the NFC title game losses in Philadelphia. It had to be at least four of them. But you got to be really good to get there. Yep. He reminds me in a sense of Jerry Sloan. Just very consistent, won big time for a number of years, never got over the hump, 
I don't particularly judge coaching by that. I think coaching, the uh, job that you are required to do is to put your players in the best position to win, and then they win. And obviously Jerry did that as well as anybody. I think Quinn Snyder is doing that exceptionally well right now. I think Kansas City didn't, and Andy Reid personally, didn't take any heat for the loss last year because people thought New England was supposed to win. And Mahomes was in the AFC title game for the first time, young guy. And so it's the Patriots. And when overtime, they, back to your point about Utah basketball in Arizona, you know, okay, you lost, but did you at least compete? And it was a heck of a game. And, you know, the team with a little more experience won it. So I didn't hear much about that. But... You're right. Tennessee's the team that surprised everybody to be here. The Chiefs have had a 12-4 and season. They're at home. Now Mahomes has AFC title game experience. He's been on this stage before. So I think it'll, it'll look and sound different after the game if they don't get it done this time. I will say that I think Tennessee's a little underrated. They changed quarterbacks. Clearly that mattered. They were 7-3 and in the regular season. They're now 2-0 in the playoffs. So this is a team that's 9-3 and since the quarterback change. I know you look at the record. Oh, they were 9-17. and They were very good. It's all about Derrick Henry. Let's be real here. Henry gets fired up, and they change quarterbacks, and I just don't think that struggles they had in September matter. But yet they're not favored. So they are not. Vegas thinks you're wrong. <laughs> Vegas is reflecting most of the fans who think I'm wrong. But I think Tennessee is better than their public perception. But nonetheless, Kansas City should win. What do you mean Vegas is reflecting most of well, the they're fans. they're trying to split. If they know the fans are going to yeah, but come they in. establish a line, not based on the fans. They establish well, a line they based, how they, they think they're going to win money. Right. And that's by splitting how the fans are going to put the money down, and they try to estimate which are going to put it on which side. Really? Okay. George Kittle mispracticed sore ankle, and he's been out earlier this year with ankle issues. Kyle Hanishan, Kyle. Shanahan, not too concerned about his status for the NFC title game. Neither am I. 15-member class to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the centennial class, former Utah standout, Max Speedy among the inductees. Paul cool name, never heard of him. Steve Sable, NFL Films. So it's not all players and coaches. Well, Steve Sable made it. Drew Pearson should have made it. I have to watch Drew cry for not making it. He was very upset. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I want to make it clear that we take very, very seriously any allegations made against members of our organization, and we investigate them fully. In the ongoing case, I can tell you that we are working with baseball to the fullest extent possible. That's John Henry, Boston owner, talking about sign-stealing allegations. All the computers, all the iPads, all the laptops. They're going to have to take all the technology out of the dugout. How else are they going to do this, PK? Because they're going to turn this around. Actually, you can add more technology and have it so there's some technological way to transmit signs. So no one, you wouldn't be doing anything physically. You would be doing through technology. Do it like uh, football with the helmet, the baseball, uh, the pitcher has an earpiece. Oh, the batter? Whatever it might be. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do that. The death of, of signs. Mets are thinking about Carlos Beltran. So am I. I'm worried about Carlos. Their rookie skipper cleared a possible punishment for what happened in Houston. He was playing then. He's repeatedly denied Houston, a role in the yeah. scandal. Yeah, but he was actually named. Mm. 
Which is why they are weighing their options. Deny whatever you want to deny. That doesn't make it true. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right. Coming up today, we talk with Craig Bowlerjack. Stops by for his weekly visit, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Ooh, we got a little rivalry. The sportscaster of the year and the runner-up to sportscaster of the year. <laughs> he owes Scotty and I food. It's going to be tension. Ribs. Kalani Sataki at 9.30, BYU football coach. Yak has been trying to track down all the coaches. we got Gary Anderson tomorrow, right, Yak? Kyle Whittingham, to be determined. Still, I understand me. Gary was waiting until he had his staff set. Correct. They hired well, an offensive coordinator. We told you about the Oregon offensive coordinator. Oh, we didn't reader? tell you about the Utah State offensive coordinator. Co-defensive coordinators. Which was demotion for Justin Anna. And now, will that turn it all around for the Aggies? We'll talk with Gary tomorrow, and then we will talk with Kalani Sataki coming up today. And uh, we'll get Kyle at some point. We'll go through all the coaches. Got a lot of questions coming in for Kalani Sataki. People hitting us up on Facebook. We will get to that next. Stay with us, DJ and PK.